Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast, We Are All Psychic. And today, Misty is not here, but we have an incredible guest. His name is Ray. Ray, would you like to say hello? Yes. Hello, everybody. And Lisa, thank you so much for having me as your guest today. I'm honored and a privilege to be here. I'm excited that you are here. And listeners, thank this you. Is, yeah, you are welcome. Listeners, this is also a video podcast on Spotify. And, you know, Ray, the first thing I have to do, I got to ask you a question. Do you think we're all psychic? Yes, I do. You didn't hesitate. You were ready. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get to that conclusion? Uh, You know, I think that we all have our sixth sense. And I think that it's, uh, in fact, if you go back to the 1500s, the original medical textbooks actually had six senses. And the sixth was consciousness. And what had happened was, is that the church got wind of the sixth sense. And at that time, they (laughs) what's that? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to, you know. um, I was raised Catholic. I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, they're all powerful and, you know, they can pretty much do whatever they want. And they said, okay, scientists, you know, that sounds like our spirit and our souls. And we're not crazy about you having that in that book. So, uh, you know, they uh, pretty much punished anybody that decided to continue uh, exploring it. And as you know, for 300 some odd years, people were burned at the stake for, you know, uh, even Mm -hmm. considering it. So uh, finally, scientists were like, okay, we'll keep our five and, you know, you get number six. We're we're good with that. We'll stay there. We're okay. I don't know. Sometimes scientists are still ticked off about six. (laughs) They just don't want it to be there. I'll tell you. We've had some podcasts. Yes. Who are scientists and doctors and they have said yes. So there are some scientific minds out there looking into this stuff now. Oh yeah. Some Dean Radin is uh, one of the most uh, amazing scientists right now. I think he's leading the way. uh, I haven't even heard of that person. I'm going to look into his name. Dean Radin, Dr. Dean Radin. Dr. Dean Radin. I will look into him and I will find out about what he's doing. That's fascinating. Yeah. And uh, so, like, have you always been around psychic phenomena, intuitive energy work? I mean, were you raised that way? No, no, not at all. Actually, um, I came from a Christian home as well. And um, I actually uh, didn't have a particularly, um, shall we say, uh, upbringing that was um, pleasant. Okay. Yeah. A lot of uh, arguing, fighting amongst uh, family members. And so, um, you know, I kind of rebelled against all things Christianity and chose to go in the other direction completely and uh, went and became an atheist. I mean, yeah. uh, I literally just couldn't believe that the things I was seeing and the things that were going on. And um, even at a young age, I just uh, decided that, uh, that it's not this, this whole thing that I'm being sold is just doesn't make it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. You know, did so, it bother you? Yeah. What? Because you switched yeah. to atheism. So you must have always been interested in faith and those things. I, well, I, well, you know, when you're raised in, you know, that type of a family where it's um, really uh, prevalent and important and anything that you go against is, you know, it's kind of like you're all in or you're not kind of thing uh so and i you know there was no like half and half plus you know i was i was finding it just very difficult to uh buy into everything right yeah and that combined combined with the uh the the 
the younger years and the traumas. And then as I get older, there's more violence and more trauma. And now I'm creating it because I came from it and chaos is now a part of me. It's part of my, my comfort zone. Actually. Yes. A lot of people are like that. No. Yeah. It's when you see it, eight, nine, 10, 11, you know, you're going to repeat it in your teens and into your twenties. That's what you think normal is. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's normal. Exactly. And then it was around 20 years old when I had uh, when I had my NDE, and that was a pretty that was a game changer. Tell me about um, it. I'd love to hear about it. So uh, what had happened was, is I was still living with my parents, and the, my bedroom was above the kitchen, and uh, the stove in the kitchen was leaking gas, and the gas would rise obviously and go up into my bedroom where I was breathing it in. Now it was it was in the morning. I guess my mother had come down to turn the stove on to make breakfast or whatever, and there was a big ball of flames that came out and started a fire on the wall. And it really wasn't the fire or the, or the smoke that was the issue. That was put out relatively quickly by my father. The way I'm told the story, anyway, uh, it was the gas that kept rising, and I was breathing it in all night. So when the fire trucks arrived and the police. I tried to get up out of bed and that was the first uh sign that something was really wrong with me because i couldn't move parts of my body they just no matter what i did i couldn't like get them to move uh my legs felt like they weighed two tons and my head i couldn't get it off the pillow could you think yell. clearly could you think clearly i was wondering i thought that with no yeah, i'm definitely not thinking clearly yeah. no but i i know enough to know that if i don't get out of this bed i'm dead that much yeah. i do know yeah. And I'm trying to pull myself to the edge to the best of my ability. And I get a, like halfway there and I pass out, get a couple more inches, pass out again. And, you know, it was like the third try, I think. And I just pulled with everything I had and I just tumbled out of the bed and I landed face first on oh. the floor. Yeah. Here's the thing. When I hit, I knew I hit, but I didn't feel anything. And that's because I'm not in that body anymore at that point. At that point, I'm in a neutral corner of the room and I'm looking down at myself and I'm not scared. I mean, the, the room is very like the, the colors are more vivid. Um, everything seems to be sharper and there's a tremendous in the other corner of the room shining on me is this incredible white light not not my dead body but my energy which is floating above my body and it's to say um it's the most amazing feeling to have to be a part of that light um is an understatement yeah Uh, the, the the euphoria it was it was incredible and i and i wanted to go further and further into the light and there was a being at the end of the light that said it's okay ray come come into the light and i don't know who that is but i felt like i could trust this this person and so i went a little bit farther in and it felt the euphoria would increase and then uh, my father came running into the room and you know crashed in the door and he scooped me up and um he uh he's screaming for the paramedics my son my son help my son and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't really have a, a great relationship with him. Um, you know, he wasn't a big hugger. I don't think he hugged me uh, more than five times. And one of them, I'm dead. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. 
And that kind of like, um, I wanted that. And I thought maybe like things would be different if I was to wake back up in that body. Um, and so I, I asked, I said, you know, I really, I can't leave him like that. Can, uh, is it okay? You know, I'm kind of negotiating to go back. And, um, when I came to, I was no longer in that room and he wasn't there. He, well, he was there, but he wasn't holding me. I woke up in a living room and I was on the floor and I'm looking up at the paramedics and they've got all their equipment and their tools and they're doing all kinds of things to me. And, uh, they're going back up the truck, back up the truck, meaning the ambulance. We got to get this guy out of here. And I'm like, guys, wait, whoa, I don't know what just happened, but I feel great. I mean, like, I really feel great. I'm fine. They're like, you're not fine. You're anything but fine. You're coming to, to the hospital. And I'm like, did you see the light? Did you hear the voice? And now they're looking at each other. They're like, hmm. One of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm wondering what kind of hospital I'm going to go to. So I better just shut up. Um, and that's what I did. I just, I shut yeah, up and I went along for the ride. And, um, you know, it was, uh, even before that I had some experiences where if I look in hindsight, I, I can tell now that what I was doing was I was able to see energy and I was able to, um, kind of go into a meditative trance for a long period of time and not just see the wall, but kind of start to see a little bit of what the wall was made of. And this was from the trauma and uh, trying to hide as a kid for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And and I'm trying to escape my reality. Right. Right. So eventually you actually, you break through and you start to see things that, you know, is there, but that we don't notice. Yeah. And so now I crossed over and came back. Now talk about energy that they're, they come with me, you know, that, that this is an open portal now. And it was the next year, uh, I moved out, got my own place and I'm thinking it's going to be great. And we're going to have parties all the time and <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And that never, never happened. I mean, the, from the first day I moved into that place, um, it felt like it was filled with people all the time. There's no one there. Um, you could see the lines shooting across the, the white walls and the little swirlies in the corner of my eye. And I could feel like energy just hitting me in yeah. and out and going in and out. And I'm like, I just, I can't stay here. So um, I, I was not able to sleep in, in that place. And uh, the, every electrical appliance could be you know, it messed with, turned on, turned off, the phone would go dead. Uh, then I pick it up and there's nobody there. And I remember one time talking to my friend and I'm like, and I said this kidding around because I'm trying to hold on to atheism. I'm really trying to, it's easier, right? I don't have yeah, to figure things out. It's easier. And I'm like, I think my house is haunted. Click. <laughs> and this is a landline. We don't even have cell phones yet. You know, yeah. that's, that's how, so I dial him back and I'm like, what'd you hang up on me for? He goes, I didn't hang up on you. And I was like, all right, whatever. That was really weird. So what I was saying was the house is haunted. <laughs> Click. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and they just would not let me sleep. So I started to use enormous amounts of drugs and alcohol in order to go to sleep. And that was the only way I could turn it off. Right. So, I, I, um, um, I don't know what this is. Um, I don't. What'd you think it was? Did you have any ideas at all? I I, I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. 
Me too. When it happened to me. Yeah. I, I just thought I was, I was losing my mind and I didn't want to tell anybody because they would lock me up and throw away the key. So oh, I yeah. wanted to try to find a way to deal with it without anyone else knowing. Yeah. And, um, and alcohol was, was the, not the, I thought it was a solution, right? It really Me too. Wasn't. Alcohol was my go-to to yeah. shut, but sometimes it made it, but it was, it was fun then for me. <laughs> you know, it was like, I was drunk. I am a, I'm a happy drunk. Right, you so don't care I'd that they're like, there anymore. Like, oh, let's talk to all the spirits. <laughs> you know, but then when I was like not drunk, I'd be like, what's going on? What do you think? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, um, so that went on for like a, a very long period of time. Yeah. And, um, so I left that house and I went to the next one and I'm thinking, well, okay, you know, maybe I left that behind me. This is going to be good. Now this is the house. We're going to have the parties and we're going to have this, and we're going to have that. And I move into that and it's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. So what do I do in my twenties? More drugs, more alcohol, of course. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Out of your um, house. Outside right. of that house. <laughs> it, Any it, house. <laughs> it wasn't the house. It was, it's right. Wherever I go, I could, I could live in a tent. They're coming into the tent. It, you know, they're not picky. Yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm even telling, I'm like, guys, I don't believe in you. I don't think you're real. Get out of my house. And, and they're just like very persistent and, yeah. and they know that I can see them. So, um, many, uh, years go by and it's not until I'm, I'm about 30 years old when I get married and I have two children and, um, it's that it's the kids, you know, before I had the kids, I really didn't care if I lived or died. I kind of, in the back of my mind, I knew I would just go back to the light and everything would be fine. And living was more of an issue than dying, you know, because living was making me crazy. And so I really didn't care. And I would push the envelope and put myself in bad situations where I could potentially die. But now I've got these kids and that changes everything because yeah. I need to be there for them. And so I checked myself into rehab um, and I, I just, I drove myself to rehab and I just gave them the keys. Don't let me out. Don't let me out until I'm, until I'm good. And, um, and I went back to college. I finished my degree. I got, a, what was your degree in? business at that time it was business yeah and i and i got a, a good job uh worked in the city worked my way up did very well and uh then i came back to jersey and and in another company worked my way up again and and i was at the top of my game in my 40s and we had like i guess we had this understanding like um you stay on your side of the room and i'm gonna stay on my side of the room and they would be intrusive but we kind of like all got along you know it's what like I mean? You made a piece. It sounds like. yeah. It was kind of like I'm. I don't know what to do with you anyway. I, I don't. I can't help you because I don't even know if you're real. And I just, you know, did you just, hear them too, or did you just see them, or could you just know what they're about? I heard things. Heard. Yeah, I had. Okay. Yeah, I had word drops all the time. Wow. Um, yeah, there was, and they, they would, and I could feel touch too. Um, there was times when somebody would touch my leg and, and there's nobody in the house. And I would, and imagine like, I'm, I'm like 40 years old or th- late th- and I'm in a ball going, who just touched me? You know, and yeah. it's like crazy. I'm not a little kid anymore. I'm yeah. sleeping with the lights on and I'm a full grown yeah. adult. Uh, so it was, it was nuts. And then, um, so anyway, later we have this understanding and I'm able to function. So, um, we're all getting along. And, uh, in my late forties, my, my marriage fell apart very quickly. I think it was third year. It, it, it fell apart. 
And um, so I decided to date again. And I'm going on some of those websites to, you know, because the dating apps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What do you, that's what we do. Right. (laughs) So um, I'm going through them. I'm trying to, which one am I going to join? And they show you some women that are in your area, I guess, like to to get guys to take out their credit card. (laughs) And, (laughs) and there, there was this one woman and I was like, oh my God, that's her. That's my wife. I know that's my wife. There's no question about it. So I take out the credit card. I join the site. I pay the money and I send one email to her and her only. And I told her and I said, this is the only email I'm sending. Um, you're my wife. You just don't know it yet. And by the way, my name's Ray. And, and, um, you know, luckily she, I said it a little funnier than that. And, uh, <laughs> she found it funny and she got back to me and we are married in this house. Oh we live my together. Gosh, that is so awesome. And, uh, but when she comes along, here's what happens when we first start dating. Um, I start seeing for the first time now, up until this time, all I've ever seen is energy, not a, not a human form. Okay. okay. All the things that I've seen and felt were just energy. Were they like colors when you saw them? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of blues, golds, a lot of, yeah, a lot of different colors. And, but now I, 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 I meet her and we're dating a couple of months and she says to me, so what are your spiritual beliefs? You know, cause when you get serious, <laughs> you want to like raise kids the same way or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I, w- I would have just went along with whatever she said. I, I really have no idea. <laughs> And she says, um, okay, for your birthday, I'm going to buy you a spiritual clearing. And I was like, okay. Is she, uh, was have, she into that stuff? Oh, I guess. Yeah, she was. I mean, at that point, I, I had no out. idea what that was. Yeah. So she knew okay. what it was. I did not. Yeah, that she did. Yeah. And, uh, she's, she's like, you're going to feel better afterwards. I said, it's like a massage. And um, she's like, not at all. <laughs> In fact, you're not even going to be there. I'm not going to be there. No, you're not gonna be there. they're going to call you on the phone and she'll tell you when it's going to happen. And I was like, okay, it was a, we got to have cake or something, right? Because this isn't, this really isn't doing it for me on. Um, so the, the clearing is done and, um, Afterwards, did you feel anything during the clearing? Oh my God, did I? I couldn't yeah. even walk to the bathroom. Like it was so weird. Yeah. I felt those feelings that I felt when I was in that apartment 10 years earlier. They were all yeah. back. And it was like very, um, very intrusive. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm like, oh my God, I just, I don't know what's going on. And that was Friday. And I, I left work and I, and I said, I have to go home. I have a headache. I just made it up and I went home. And what happens now is uh, like a movie screen opens up in here. Okay. It's not my eyes or, or my ears yeah, that I'm using. It's, it's in the mind. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the movie screen opens up and here's a guy on the screen and he's talking to me and he says the same thing over and over. I effed up. I made a mistake. You can help her. I cannot. Oh. And this is, this is the first time I've ever seen anything that resembles a human being. And words that mean. Yeah, and words. That have right? meaning, yeah. So now, it, 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 and he just keeps saying it over and over and over. Like, it's like a video loop, and it keeps playing every hour on the hour. And then the next day, it seems like it's every half hour. And I don't have these times exact, but yeah, by the yeah, third no, day, Sunday, it was like every five minutes. Wow. And I couldn't drive. I couldn't 
have a conversation, I can't function. It was like thought insertion. It's all you could think about well, it wasn't your thought, right? In yeah, the same line. I effed up. I made a mistake. I, you can help her. I cannot. So I remember the breaking point was, I guess I was in the store and I was paying for my stuff and I don't know what I did. Maybe I just froze. I stopped moving. I, I don't know what I did. But the lady behind the counter says to me, sir, um, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay at all. <laughs> and I, 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 in that moment, I went back to my car and I sat down and I said, okay, I'm insane. And I need to prepare for my children. I got to get my affairs in order because this is it. Like, I'm really crazy. This thing's not leaving. But you were thinking it was like schizophrenia or yeah. hearing yeah. voices, seeing things. You, you yeah. had no thought that it might be a spiritual thing. Absolutely not. None at all. No. Oh, wow. I was just kidding when I said that to my friend on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. Uh, I would, I would laugh if you, if anybody said something about something like that, it was not taken seriously in, in any way, shape or form. So I think I'm legitimately crazy and my will is, I'm thinking my will is together. I gave it to my brother. Um, I have a DNR. I gave that to my brother. I better make sure he has everything. Cause I want to go back to the light. I don't want to be resuscitated ever again. And I want to make sure that my kids are taken care of. So now here's one part of the story that where it just really gets strange. The woman I'm dating, who's now my wife, uh, is by trade a doctor of psychology and neuropsychology. Nice. Can't make this shit up. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my language. Can't make this up. Um, so I have to tell her and I'm going to lose her, of course. But I think that at least she'll give me the name of a doctor I can go to and, you know, get some help. Had and you never told her anything about it ever? Not yet. I, I just, I told her I felt weird after the, um, after but you the had not told her about your past. Oh, or no, 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 okay. no, no, no. She would think I was nuts. She would think I was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a, this is a big secret of mine. I'm not telling anyone. Mine was the same way for years and years, a big secret. Yeah, because you know, because I was crazy. <laughs> if yeah. I told anyone, I'd be crazy, and they'll know right. it in a new way. Like you said, I really so, didn't feel that way. You you can't you can't say anything to anybody. So anyway, um, but now it's like what I got to lose. I got nothing to lose. I'm nuts. I'm going. I, you know, this is it for me. Anyway. That's true. So, so I tell her, right? You know, and um, you know, imagine that date. You know, like, how's the how's the salmon? By the way, I see dead people, and for dessert. <laughs> And energy. <laughs> and energy. <Hear> them. <laughs> so I tell her and I think she's going to give me the name of a doctor. and She's going to say, here, call him and never call me ever again. Have a nice life. Right. Not what she says at all. This is the woman who bought me a spiritual clearing. She's like, um, so I, I explain what I see and how I see it. And I tell her what he looks like. And, you know, big stocky guys got a beard and a mustache, thick black head of hair. And you know, and, and he says this and she says, Oh, that sounds like my dad. Oh, you know, he died back in blah, 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 blah. And I was like, good thing you told someone. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's she's the first like, oh, time I'd... you'd ever thought it might be a spirit. No, no, I would never have believed that. And, and, oh, wow. and I still don't believe it. And she says, <laughs> she says, well, I've been to mediums. I said, well, what the hell's a medium? 
And she wow. goes, I've been to mediums and you know, he's comes through. He comes through really strong and powerful. I'm like, well, yeah, I could tell you that. <laughs> and he, he has messages for me. And she, so I give him the message again. We don't know what it means at this point in time. We, we, we have no idea. And um, so she says, listen, there's this medium coming to town, right? She's travels around. She's very, very well-known, world-renowned. Um, and she'll be in our area. So I'll book us a couple appointments and you can tell her, you know, what you see, how you see it. And you guys can just kind of share stories. And I'm like, okay, that's not, why not? What yeah. I got to lose. Right. And she's being real accepting and understanding. You want totally. to know what she has to say. Cause it means you're not crazy. Yeah. Maybe. She's like, you're probably <laughs> a psychic medium and you don't even yeah. know it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what would you just call me? <laughs> it's like, Whoa, I mean, you uh, what? So uh, yeah, and now I'm starting to think she's nuts and I need to get out of here. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> like, you're crazier than I am. <laughs> so I meet with the, I meet with the psychic, uh, the, the, the medium rather. And, and I sit with her and since that time I've had so many more stories to share. And I'm telling her all the different ones and how I see it. And I, I get the tingly vibrations or I get the deep low vibrations and I see the twirlies and the things in the room. And she's like, I go on and on and on. And she's like, stop. I'm like, well, that's exactly the way I see it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Her parents thought she was crazy and actually had her institutionalized for a while. And she didn't you know, keep her mouth shut. I start, yeah, she, she didn't do what I did and keep it bottled in, which I don't know what's right and what's wrong, right? You know, we just need society to get off our backs, right? About what we believe in and want to do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just have more of an <laughs> open mind. Imagine how many people are actually put away right now thinking they're schizo, people think they're schizophrenic and they're not. No. They can just see energy and speak to energy. And, um, you know, there's got to be a lot what happened of to me. I, I, I have schizophrenia, though. I have both. But once I took the medication that was working, they separated the, 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 the things that weren't real. And uh -huh. the psychic. it was very, it's, they separated. That is very interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I did have both. Story. And I was like, well, which one's what's going on? <laughs> you know, uh, and then when I did yeah. find a, a, tip, a typical antipsychotic, not an atypical, it, it cleared out my head. And I was like, oh, I can tell that difference and there is something going on i'm not just crazy that there's wow. there's something real here and there's something imaginary here you know i really could tell the difference after that's, three days that's incredible yeah um so um so i from there um I, you know I, I i didn't know if i should feel relieved right because if i am this medium thing now what do i do what are my responsibilities and that's cool that that was your idea because most people i don't think a lot of people would think what i have this i have a responsibility most well, people yeah. don't think that way they're just like what can i do with this you know oh, now the good-hearted no. people the good-hearted people who have it they are going to be like you they're going to say how what are the responsibilities here how can i what right. can i do to help people with this and and luckily that woman takes me on as uh, a mentee and she's my mentor for the first year and she teaches me how to get it under control how to turn it on turn it off or you know deal with it and that would that saved my life and then the second year so it was one year it's my next birthday and something always something happens on my birthday all the time it's, when's your birthday 
well, here, listen. So we go away for my birthday and my wife is like, so where do you want to go? You want to go to like this beach or that beach or this or that? And I'm like, I just want to go where there's tons of trees and I don't care if we're in a tent with an outhouse. I just need trees. <laughs> I don't know why. I just need trees. She's like, okay, I'll get you some trees. So we went to a cabin out in the middle of nowhere on a mountain and it was oh. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were there and, uh, she takes out a picture that was hand drawn by someone I didn't know yet. And I look at the picture and I'm like, Oh my God, that's your dad. She's like, yeah. I said, that's exactly how I see him. Like so that's like, the shirt. Wow. That's everything. That's the way it, that is exactly the way I saw him in the movie. I'm still calling it a movie. And, and she's and she's like, well, um, she. I said, she said the 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 medium I went to was a spirit artist, and he is able to draw what he sees. And I was like, that's spot, that's perfect, that's spot on. Like, who is this guy? I got to know who this guy is. Wish I could do so that. we pull him up on the internet, right? And his website comes up, and it says now accepting applications for a two year mentorship program with Medium Joe, and I'm like whoa the deadline for entry is february 15th that's my birthday <laughs> can't make it up can't make it up that's great. so she says are you going to apply i said you think I said, now i'm You're starting believing. to pick I'm, up these signs or something to them this is yeah me. i'm like okay you know there's there's definitely something going on here um i gotta start you know rolling with it so I fill out application after application and he's they're like essay questions because he is not taking anyone unless he can prove you're legit. He will not take you. And it doesn't matter uh, how much it it was thousands of dollars to get into this two year program. And um, and then then there's an interview after that. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another. So I never hear anything from him and I just figure I didn't get it. And now I'm back to. I am not a medium. I don't know. These are all coincidences. I'm just guessing things. And when I had the NDE, it was probably sun coming through. And I thought that was the white light. And I was so just because this guy hadn't gotten back to you all these times. Well, I always had self doubt. I, I yeah. kept having well, you had to have after through. your, your I had childhood. so much self doubt. Yeah. And, um, and I call the place just to see, you know, just to get confirmation, I guess. And I speak to his assistant and she says, Oh, no, 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 no. We don't, we haven't picked there. There's hundreds of applications. And I'm like, Oh my God, hundreds. And I, I, I know what these look like. So these are, you know, it takes time to go through them. I'm like, yeah, okay. I can see yeah. that. So that's cool. Um, now here's, how you measure the integrity of anybody. This man had hundreds of applications charging thousands of dollars. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Could have just taken everybody, accepted everyone. I did get accepted and I was one of 11. That's it. That's a great number. 11. <laughs> it's a massive yeah, right. number. <laughs> You know, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, yeah. And, but he could have taken all those people and it would have been a huge, a huge payday for him. Right. But I, I got to meet the other 11 people and they're, 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 
they're more advanced than I am. They understand the, the lingo. Some of them are practicing, you know, and here I am. I don't even know. I'm just able to do this for no reason at all. You know, you're so, the perfect student. <laughs> just, yeah. But you know what Round I noticed? Everybody, you. everybody there was not there to learn how to make money. They were there to learn how to deal with this and control yeah. this. Yes. You know, that's like what you said when you feel an obligation or what are you supposed to do with this how do i handle this that's the real deal right uh, if you're going to school because you want to be on tv someday the last thing i would ever this is not a blessing i mean it's it's, it's impossible to find work when you have this stuff going on usually it's, <laughs> if it's yeah, been going it, on and you know it's overtaking your mind your life everything you do it's people, like it's it, yeah, they you, think they think it's this great. You have thing. no choice, you know. Like, <laughs> Feels I, like. No, I begged my mentor to take it away, make it go away, make it stop. I, I want a normal life back. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and but and you I never just, had one. This is true. I wouldn't even know what normal <laughs> is, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, needless to say, I've been with him it, to the two years past, and I've been with him for like four or five now, That's and great. I'm never leaving him. Oh, um, but um when I, I i when i was writing the second book i had a huge spiritual awakening like i really fractured my ego and i lost um my my um my anger and and my violence it was it, I, I it was gone like i finally fractured my ego to the point where i lost a lot of negative emotions and i was happy for the first time yeah. ever in my yeah. life I found happiness, right? I found I was missing love. I had love. I was missing, you know, certain aspects and, and sounds like self there. love too. Like and, appreciation yeah. for yourself and accepting yourself and accepting myself. And it took years for me to do that. Um, so I, I had to leave practicing mediumship because when you do, uh, the, the energy com it has to come into me it has to commingle right okay so to come through me in order for me to tell you what i'm being what i'm being told i'm not really telling you anything they are i'm just acting as letting it come to you right and that's are you channeling very, or are you just saying exactly what they're saying i'm saying it's half of it i'm saying and half of it i don't even know what i'm saying that that's what I was wondering. Okay. It's like 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. So when I come out of it, you said this, I did. Okay. Well, I have that, that a lot me. too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. Did I? That wasn't me. <laughs> um, and you can tell too, because some things will be said in a way that I would never have said them. Yes. You know? So, you know, it's coming from somewhere else, but that was now when they come through, what did they come through with? Um, guilt, remorse, um, anger, um all these emotions that i'm trying to get rid of and that stays with me after if i did a reading it would stay with me for hours oh. and i would have to go into a separate room close the door can't don't want to be around the kids because they're not going to understand who i am in that moment until everything you know just kind of goes back to normal so i decided that i was not going to do that professionally but that I was going to teach people metaphysics and teach people how the mind works and help them have spiritual awakenings like I had, That's because cool. the, the, the place that I am today and, and the person I am today is so very different than that 
kid that saw a lot of crap and did a lot of crap, um, you know, that it's, it's, I'm, I, I can't. Have you made peace? I don't want to get kid? like. Have you Sorry. made peace with that kid? I mean, he had some problems and didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't really problems yet. Maybe, I, or maybe they were, but there was a lot going on for you all your life. I did a and, lot of reparenting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you're a great dad too. Um, I do have a question though. Tell me Please. about the books of yours. Oh, so uh, the first book is called The Atheist in the Afterlife. And that uh-huh. is the story <laughs> I love going from atheism to becoming a believer. And it's got all the crazy stories in it that uh, like the story of me meeting my wife and uh, so many others that are just mind boggling. I kept a journal um, always and that journal, a lot of that stuff is in the book. So, um, and it's kind of like you come on the ride with me because I don't know what the hell's going on, but and I'm telling and I'm explaining it in a way that I don't know. So it's not like me teaching; it's me yeah. learning, and you're with me learning. And you're relating to a lot of people who are going through the same thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I get hundreds of emails of people like this happened. I don't know what this is, and and I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And it makes them feel a hundred times better. I bet. Oh yeah. I I saw a little kid one time. Um, her parents brought her in because she was able to see and communicate and they wanted to know if she was legit or do we need to get her help, right? So I met with her and we talked for quite a while and lo and behold, she was the real deal. She was the real deal. And I said, you know, the first thing I explained to her is you're in control. This is your realm, not theirs. They're the visitor. You, this is where they you had live. their time. You're the boss, right? That's the words I give people to tell the spirits. You had yeah. your time alive. Yeah, you can. You know, and that usually will get them to be quiet. Not always, but you get. You can get. <laughs> hey, you can give them the boot. You say, "Listen, I'm not helping you," and that that's all they. If you're not going to help them, they're not going to stick around very long, right? It's true. Because if, that's true. If you're not going to deliver the message, they'll go find somebody else that will. You yeah. know. So, um, so essentially, I. Um, Oh, and uh, the second book is the, uh, when I had the spiritual awakening, it was at the end of the second book. So I had to go back and rewrite it because <laughs> so many things had changed. Yeah. And it's the second book is more like, this is what I did. Uh, this is the story of what I did, how I replicated it. And I put the science of what I found to, that backs up so these. Cool. Uh, spiritual techniques. What's the name of that book? The second book. Uh, you're still alive. Now act like it. <laughs> I love that title too. And, oh, you're such a great writer, man. And, um, and, and that's how I, fa- I met Dean Radin because he does these amazing um, research studies with with um, psychics and non-psychics wow. and, 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 you know, measures the brain waves and this other stuff and everything. I would and, love to do and, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. I was like, if you need me, I'm here, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's just I, want my, I want electrodes and find out. <laughs> I want information. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, I started to study and study and study. I went back to school for metaphysics and I'm getting my PhD and I studied, uh, everybody from Eckhart Tolle and, um, Deepak Chopra, Joe Dispenza, um, and then on the other side, the physics side, uh, Einstein, Niels Bohr, Tesla, um, Heis- Heisenberg, you name it, 
So, I'm more familiar with those names than I am the metaphysical ones. I was like into right? science, still into science, but I always always saw my life and yeah, I yeah. wanted to be a vet. I mean, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I went to college, but I switched over to chemical engineering. And then I found out about rock and roll, and I played some guitar, and I I left all that behind and started being a liberal <laughs> arts person. Yeah, uh, forget about that engineering stuff. I got a guitar now. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna make some real money. Much more fun. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good joke <laughs> so but uh you, you, you would be amazed at you know now me I'm, I'm like the eternal skeptic and so that's why i wanted to put these things together so i could show other people and say hey take a second look at this right because so kind of another it, like way of checking yourself yeah right? yeah and it, and it, it, that's right it was another way of checking myself and it turned out into a book that other people could go Oh, I never looked at it from that perspective. That makes sense now. And that's what I tried to to do. And and now there's there's a third book, right? I'm trying. I'm working. It's it, 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 the it's, limitless life. Is that it's coming? Um, well, be limitless is be kind limitless. of like the um, my my kind of saying uh, because in this life, I believe that we really don't have limits. We set our own limits on ourselves. And you, you can break through that barrier and really have anything you want. Do I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not brilliant. I'm not, you know, I'm just a regular guy. You have a good heart uh, though. Who had to figure some shit out and, and, and I was forced to figure it out. And there's so many better ways to go through this and learn this without having to do it that way. Um, and, and, and I suggest everybody, you know, find somebody and learn from them and, and, and parents, if, if you're into this or if you're kind of into this and your kids are showing anything, educate them. Yeah. Educate yourself and educate your children that they're not doing not anything great. they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. If you're, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell you don't me want to wind up like us. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about how to live a limitless life. Tell me about that. I mean, how can I get to feeling that way? Like I have no limits. So, um, well, there's, uh, the first thing is really understanding how the mind works and, um, understanding the unconscious, the subconscious, um, the conscious mind, and most importantly, the, 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 the demon egoic mind <laughs> that just loves to take everything from our subconscious, right? And tell us what to do from our subconscious. But our subconscious is just really a hard drive of what happened to us yesterday. Right. So if your ego is simply directing you to do what you did yesterday, guess what's going to happen tomorrow? The same thing that happened yesterday. So you easy, you know, it. it's it's yeah. Yeah. And 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 my ego would say, you can't do this. You can't do that. What are you talking about? You know, you're never good. But these are the things that I heard when I was growing up. You're never going to amount to anything. Blah, Me blah, too. Blah, 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 right? <laughs> Not for my parents. My parents are always, you, know, you can do anything you want. And then you get in the real world. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You should, and, and, <laughs> the teachers and are always, all like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and the ego will be right there to remind you that somebody told you that, you know, okay. and, and, and so, I don't remember that same teacher giving me a good grade and praising me later. I just remember him hating on That's me. right. You know, the that's ego does. Or the, I don't know if it's, it's like the insecure part in me that's saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving of life. Exactly. You because it, that's why everything is always negative on TV and the news. Because would you watch the news if it was all good? 
I would, but I, I, most we people would, right? Wouldn't. But most people would. <laughs> and and would you know, I don't know if you've seen that movie Nightcrawler, but that's where they talk about how the news started being. They started twenty four hour news, and they wanted mm. to make it like shows, get people interested. So the movie Nightcrawler is about the first people who like went and found problems, accidents, shootings, uh, and filmed it and put it on the new shocker news, right. you know, gore, gore, and and act, you know, stuff like that. And now the the, the news really plays on that. Yeah. They, they want people to, to argue. They want people to the media, especially they mm-hmm. want people fighting because they want them to watch them, tell them how to think so they yeah. can fight with people, I guess. I don't yeah. know why, but that's what yeah. they end up doing. <laughs> that's exactly right. Because it works and, it, and yeah. it tricks our brain into taking us back to being very primitive and acting in a priv- primitive state. But we are evolved and we yeah. do not have to listen to our ego. And like, if you listen to Eckhart Tolle, simply say your highest level of consciousness is your awareness. Yeah. And we call it your awareness because we're one of the few animals, creatures on this earth that are aware that we're having a thought or that we're having an emotion. And if you're aware you're having it, guess what? You're you can change it. And you can change. simply change it. You don't have to be a certain way because you saw that, you heard that, somebody told you that. That's not you. You're not your ego. You are your awareness, and your awareness is connected to your higher self and the collective and all the information and everything you want is there. That's mm-hmm. like Google on steroids right there. And when you tap <laughs> that, into that. Chat AI. <laughs> you got it, right? You just know when you're in that zone and you're just downloading, it's like incredible. But you have to get that ego and put it in its place first because it's always going to jump out and make you react. And then you're going to play catch up. Oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I do that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, that insecure person on all of us who, who uh, I think you're right. It's a lot of our society. They, they don't want people to improve, really. They don't want the middle class to go to the upper class. They don't want the lower class to go to the middle class. They want us all to stay, stay, stay where we yeah. are. Nothing changed because it's just what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> when I explain the law of attraction in, in the book and I break it down, uh, I, I use an example. The employers, the, the, everybody says, go to school get a good job, get good grades, you know, get in school, get a good job, and then, uh, you know, live your life, have two kids and die, right? That's like, the that's the plan. That's the plan. (laughs) And I say, you know, but your employer didn't do any of that. Mm. That's not how he got to where he is. Right. He disregarded all of that. The people who are doing the employing are giving you uh, what they need you to do, not what they want. So you stay put and you work for them. Yeah. But the people that changed the world, they're the ones that did everything out of the ordinary. Nothing in that program fits what they did. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Warren (laughs) Buffett, you name it, right? And none of those guys followed that protocol and look at what they've done. So, um, you know, it's all. Can you imagine all the people whose names we don't know who have touched millions of lives and just, you know, over time disappeared? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes, we we have recorded history and mass communication now, so we do get to collect these people and their knowledge, you know. And and maybe two hundred years ago, there's so many people. Maybe they're into this. Maybe like in the spiritual movement in the late eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, 
Maybe there were tons of us if they had had podcasts. Can you imagine what we would have learned? And only if you could write books and get them published wasn't popular, you know, uh, except in in groups. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, speaking of limitless, the way things are right now, because everything's so cheap to create, if you just take the time to learn how to do it, Mm. And it's not that really because it's, uh, you know, you kind of have to think like a programmer if you can use computers, but that's not too hard if you do it a little bit. But um, we are we have like a limitless culture right now. We, yeah. we don't have to really struggle except in here, except in here. That's now, some people right. more so. But, you know, like people in abusive situations and stuff have physical mm-hmm. dangers. Yeah. But most of us, you know, our biggest problems are our insecurities right now. You know, and so maybe food and money and stuff like that. But that leads back to a lack thinking, which leads to insecurity. Exactly. Yeah. So once you once you scoop all of that out, once you just break down that ego and and get rid of it, you know, it's going to flare up every once in a while. That's okay. (laughs) But you got to put it back in its place and remind yourself repeatedly. I am not my ego. I am not my ego. I am my awareness. And that's where you'll really find yourself. And when you meet yourself for the first time, it's amazing. How'd you meet yourself? What do you mean by that? Well, I'll I'll tell you a story. Um, When I had, when I knew that um, I had had this breakthrough, I was driving my car. Um, It was a, it was a very expensive car because I thought that was a big deal that I had to have one. And I was driving in the snow and I drove into a deer. Now, normally what would have happened is the adrenaline would have surged in me. I would have been so angry that my car is destroyed. I don't know, you know, what I would have said or done, but I know that I would have been furious. And after hitting the deer, I felt nothing like that. What did you feel? I've compassion for the deer. Oh my God, did I hurt the deer? And I'm like, who the hell am I? I don't, I, I don't even recognize myself. But I get out mm-hmm. of the car to see if the deer's okay. And was it? You know, yeah, it was. It got up. <gasps> we were like, great. That's eye. so great. I was, I was uh, stunned. <laughs> I know. We, right? we, we had a moment like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. And, and I just <laughs> walked away. That's great. And then I looked at myself and I was okay. You know, I'm not hurt. The deer's not hurt. The car's trashed. Okay. <laughs> but I, in that moment, I don't care. And, and in fact, later I didn't care. I never cared. Man. And, and I, I can't conceive that at this point. So did in you time, talk to yourself? That I would that act reaction. this way. Is yeah. that the spiritual awakening? You'd said to yourself, why didn't I do that? And why did I do this? It, it it came natural. I didn't have to like tell myself not to do it. It just happened that way. And that's when I knew. And I remember, and I, I drove the car to the auto body shop. I left it there. I took an Uber to my house. My wife and I weren't living together at that time. That's why I was leaving. And um, I, I had no car in the morning. And my son woke me up. Somebody stole your car. Somebody stole your car. And I said, no, 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 no. I had an accident. I had an accident. Relax. It's fine. He goes, why? You had an accident. Are you okay? Why didn't you call me? Blah, blah, blah. I said, because you're acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got to reparent you. I'm sorry. I didn't Let's know these things. When I, I, I didn't know these <laughs> things when you were born. Let me take you under my wing. Um, let's start over. So, um, yeah. And, and then I just took an Uber to work. It's a car. It's a piece of metal. You know what I mean? Like it's so insignificant to anything. But some people take all this important stuff and, and they put it all in that car. 
you know, yeah. and that car represents all the important stuff, maybe, or maybe it's just a car. I don't know. But I think a lot of people do put their emotions in objects and things oh, yeah. and games like computers and stuff like that. Yeah. Define themselves by it. Almost. Yeah. It's, it's, hard. it's easier to define yourself by what you do or what you have, I guess, maybe for some, than to look and figure out who you are and what you are, what you are inside and, and what you offer and what you offer yourself and other people. And to me, that's more interesting, but not to everyone, you know, and, and it's, I would say this is easier for me because my mind wouldn't let me just be happy that way. I couldn't mm -hmm. trick myself, you know, mm -hmm. into thinking that would be what made me happy. <laughs> You know, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's hard because you, you, when I, if I tell somebody like how I feel about things now, they think I'm nuts. And the people you know, who knew you before, but I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you they know, probably I, like you more. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just I'm just like, yeah, okay, you know, you some get it, some don't. It doesn't matter. But they like yeah. you, and they want to know about it, don't they? They're curious. Yeah, yeah because they, I'm, I'm like, they're like you look great and you're always relaxed and you just, you don't, you know, and I'm like, cause I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> Except here. Whatever, whatever <laughs> happens, what, I know it's going to be okay. Yes. And it's going to be fine. Yes. And I, I as, and when you have that relief, what's the worst that can happen? I go back to the light. That light was wonderful. Yeah. So I really, there, you can't go wrong. You can only do nothing and that's what's wrong. So, um that's why i wrote the book you're that's still great. alive now act like it i love that I'm, I'm gonna get that one that sounds like a really fun read and um Thank you no, where, can, where can listeners find your books you have a website where can they find out about you um, amazon barnes and noble um just about anywhere Katanya. Yeah. That's and that's my website raycatania.com uh okay. and you can find more about the books and but they're they're everywhere um books Great. are sold and thank Great. you thank you for letting me say that and listeners and watchers i'll put his information his, his website any links you want in there in the description of the podcast and you can click right through go see his stuff and his in interesting amazing like life transition i mean this is huge and and it's like you, you it doesn't matter how old or young you are when this stuff happens to you you know i mean it just really doesn't i i i've recently well, we had a podcast with someone maybe two years ago and she was i want to say she was 87 and she mm -hmm. just got into it last year Wow. you know the year before and she 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 had you know spiritual things happen but she she had a lot of information because mm -hmm. she really put herself in studying this stuff hardcore for those couple of years you know which and um i was just like wow you just doesn't ever really it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how mm -hmm. young you are yeah. <laughs> Once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't. Someone just said that recently on the podcast. So yes, it's true. It. It's so true. It is really true. And right now I'd like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And that's everclear.com. And it's lovely. I work there. I'm under the name Lisa P. L-E-S-A-P. And the Rustic Psychic School that we have in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store, we are starting to put on our uh, pre-recorded classes. I recorded one today, and tonight I'm going to work on putting it in the app for you to buy if you want. Probably be about $20 or $30. I'm not really sure yet. 
And then um, our other teachers are starting to make their videos. And the more happens, the more you will hear. And um, lastly, Ray, do you have any advice for like, hmm, have any advice for people who are having this happen to them like you did? Mm. And maybe somebody said something to them already. Like, could this be a spiritual thing? Do you, and they're just like, no. Well, how, what would be something to say to make them kind of think differently about it? Well, I mean, if, if you had something as profound as as I did, uh, and you're you're trying to rationalize it or come to terms with it, seek a mentor yes. uh, because that was the best thing that I could have done. You know, when I found my mentor. That was when, um, I could, I could get a grip on it because, you know, she had been doing this for a while and explaining it. And if, if you did have it, it'll be validated. If you didn't have it, then they'll tell you you didn't have it, but at least you'll get the answers that you need. And if you, and, and it's probably more than likely that it was legit and you'll get to learn about it and how to use it. So seek help. Don't stay quiet for 50 years oh. like I did. <laughs> That's Seek great out. advice. That is great advice. But you know, all those years you stayed in silence, it, it really has gifted all of us with your knowledge and wisdom from those years of silence and then coming out of it and finding yourself and stuff inside you that you didn't know was there. You're helping all of us with thank that you, Lisa. experience. So thank you thank for suppressing it. <laughs> <laughs> I took that, one for the team. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> And with that, Ray, thank you so much. I just have a, I've just enjoyed this interview a million times. You ever want to come back? You're welcome back. Misty thank would you. love to meet you too, I'm sure. And um, I guess that'll wrap it up, listeners and watchers. And Ray, thank you again. And listeners and watchers, I love you. Misty loves you somewhere, wherever she may be cooking dinner right now. For so many people, it's crazy. But uh, we love you and have a great time wherever you may be. And peace out. Bye.